G'day, my name is Chris Anderson and welcome to the Ando & Co podcast. I'm really excited to be sitting down with Jamie and Jacqueline Purvis, who are the co-owners of um, the Be Do Have Mo- movement, which is a high-performance coaching business that works generally with salespeople and business owners. Today, I'd love to dive into their story, who it is they help. Guys, where can you start? What can you tell us about yourself? Yeah. So we help, like you said, business owners and salespeople and it's high performance. So it's a really combination of mindset to get results in your business. So you're getting a little bit of both because if you're going sometimes just for business, you're missing a massive component and that's going to be how you break through a lot of the ceilings that are typically in place in the first place. Awesome. All right. Well, yeah. And I noticed Chris, people quite often will come for business and then we end up getting into a lot of the personal components and, and mindset and beliefs when we can help them see something different, something bigger, something better, and unwind those, then business basically just grows as a byproduct of that. So even though they might come for business, it's, it is really a, a combination of both personal and, and business mindset. Fantastic. And where did this all start for you guys? So how is it that you decided to start a coaching business together and what were you doing beforehand? <laughs> I'll lead with that one. So I come from marketing and advertising. It was not on purpose at the beginning at all. I was in a field I thought I liked and then started to hate and then started getting anxiety attacks and completely was diagnosed with anxiety. Probably wasn't from the role. It just happened at the same time. So I was actually a member of one of the programs that we facilitate, that Jamie coaches did not come in to help co-found or anything like that at the beginning I came in to make some serious changes in my life and start figuring out what I want and how I could move forward and from there did that program a few times over and was helping Jamie just with marketing aspects and was like I hate where I am I do not feel good in this state like it's time to pivot and make a change and I just took a leap of faith had a conversation with Jamie and said let's let's build this out and help as many people as possible from there awesome what about you, Jamie? Yeah, it was interesting for me, uh, Chris. I was at a point in my life and career, I'd been in real estate since I was 22 years old, started as a, a single agent and then built out a team and, and then uh, worked at a real estate company, building and growing that company. We had history back in Toronto or yeah. around that. And I, I got to a point, I always say I lost the loving feeling. One day it just wasn't inspired anymore. Um, I couldn't see myself keep doing it. And when I'm not in love with what I do, I've been pretty blessed my whole life. If I'm not all in, I just can't do it. And I made a decision that I loved coaching. I loved helping our, our real estate agents and I was getting inquiries outside of real estate. So I knew my journey forward was, was coaching. And I just made a decision to basically walk away from my real estate world. I left the company. I sold my shares. Um, knew I wanted to pursue this path, took some time off and just started to think. And that's mm-hmm. when Jacqueline was helping me and didn't see that coming. It was one of those things, Chris, it was uh, what a gift um, in the journey, but I did not see this opportunity of us working together. It evolved as we were on this journey together. Awesome. How long ago was that? That was in 2019. Awesome. Yeah, I, I left. Uh, I left my previous life at the end of eighteen, 
So Jonathan and I were, she was in a program I was doing at that point. So probably the genesis of it, of the idea started in 2018 mm-hmm. and it was formalized in 2019 when we made the decision, we're going to go on this journey together and co-founded the Be Do Have movement. Fantastic. And I think people are hearing a lot more about coaching right now. Um, maybe they've had some form of therapy or coaching or something along those lines somewhere in their life. But I guess when you um, meet someone that could be a salesperson, could be a business owner, could just be the right person that you work with, what is it um, that they're looking for? What is it that you sort of generally facilitate? And, and what's the journey that they generally go through where they get to a point where they start achieving the goals that they were initially looking for and, and start breaking through some of those um, barriers, I suppose. What, what, how do you, how do you generally see the the growth of your clients over the time that they're with you? To start that off, I think most people don't come because they're doing the average isn't doing really well. And then they want more. There's mm-hmm. a small percentage there. I think a lot of people are at a point where they're feeling like they're either at a crossroads or they're stuck mm-hmm. and they know that there's more, they have that desire because that's really important that we're a working with someone that, with that desire and they have that desire for something more. They just don't know what that next step is. So that's when that initial conversation is the best fit to step into coaching. Awesome. Yeah. I've seen um, clients reach out to us that are very successful and they are looking, looking to, I guess, take their business to either the next level and frustrated. They don't know how to do it or they keep hitting their ceiling and, and they just really realize that, okay, they, they keep doing what they're doing. They keep getting the same results. They need help. They need support. And, and quite often, they're not sure which direction to take. So they're, they're really excited about their growth. And I think that's important for us as somebody that is ready to grow. Uh, we don't convince anybody they need coaching. I think people come to us because they want a new result. And uh-huh. that's, that's why they'll be drawn to us. Fantastic. And um, I don't know if it could be a story of yours or story of one of your clients, but is there anyone that stands out to you that a story that you might be able to share where they've sort of walked in wanting a certain result or maybe wanting to feel slightly different or something along those lines and then has been able to progress over time? I can. I'll I'll share a first one. Um, I've got one right now that comes to mind who is a very successful business person. She's really, really successful in the real estate space and was looking to get to that pinnacle of her company and the status that came with it. And so she was already, if people knew her, they were in awe of her because of her success already. Mm -hmm. And over the last two and a half years together, she's doubled her business, brought on three more staff members. So there's six or seven now at this point. And, and now we're at this next level where everything's been achieved and now what? So now we're, we're, we're re-energizing the business, looking at the next level and ultimately how do we transition out of that space and now leverage and develop team and leadership. So it's been a, it's been a, a progression. Yeah. She's hit the goals all along the way. And now that the, you know, it's like you, you put that ladder against the building and you've hit the success mm-hmm. and you get there and you turn around and now you're wondering, okay, now what, mm. when you're at the top of the mountain, okay, well, what am I going to do now? And that's sort of the journey we're on and just really working on that vision and helping the clarity of, of not only life, but why am I doing all this? And, you know, it's a really interesting journey because that's 
from the outside, you think really successful people have it all figured out. And yet here's somebody who's on this journey and constantly figuring it out, just like I am and just like Jacqueline is we're just constantly creating this new version of our life, our lives and our journey. Yeah. Fantastic. And I think when you, when people think coaching and they have maybe no experience of coaching, they might think sports coaching and you're really just teaching people how to do a certain thing. And obviously there might be part of that, but you also talk about mindset for someone like that with that client Woods. Was it they were already doing some of the right activities, but they, the belief wasn't there? Or what was the big thing, do you think, that that really helped them get to double the growth, the double the business that they were doing over that two and a half year period? Yeah, belief is one of the biggest pieces. Um, we all have a vision of ourself, our self-identity self is self-image, we call it. And if we don't see ourselves at a level that we're striving to, deep down at a subconscious level, we sometimes self-sabotage ourselves. Mm. And that is ultimately because we may not have the belief that a, we deserve it, we're worthy of it, and all these other factors that may stop us and cause that self-sabotage. So when we can help help you see that yes you deserve it yes it's possible it's always easier than we think mm -hmm. and a lot of times we think we have to have it all figured out before we start but we've come to learn the journey is one step and then the next step and then you'll figure things out and then people show up in your life that help you get to where you want to go yeah and and that's that's really the fun part is just figuring it out how to get there but yeah. we just have to start yeah yeah and it's almost just knowing that when you make that first step that almost like the step will appear when it's when it needs to like <laughs> you step on the next one and then not knowing what's going to happen with the next step something appears there and it just sort of works out yeah yeah fantastic and Jacqueline you mentioned that you had maybe a story that you could share I was thinking of a couple things for that one um but I remember speaking to one of our clients and this is after they had finished coaching and as much as they got, I think it was a 20, 30% growth in their income. It was how much their life had changed throughout the process. And that's why we focus so much on like it's high performance in a way that it's not just the business where you're going to see changes. And they had lost weight and done all these other things in their personal life that you definitely didn't sign up for coaching for at the beginning. So it's really cool when you get to talk to them afterwards and see in full circle how much it has impacted every single part and aspect of who they are as a person. Mm. And I think the, the interesting thing about, and some people may have struggled to develop that vision for themselves at one point, but if you have a vision for yourself as a high achiever in the future, it could be that that also includes that you, you look better, you sound more confident when you speak with people and that, that includes dropping weight over time as well as making more money, you know? So it's, you, you can't have half the vision. You've, you've got to, sort of like achieve all of it that you've you've put in front of you but um so i guess when you think back on the work that you did previously jamie with real estate agents and it sounds like you still deal a fair bit with real estate agents is that is that right yeah well, about 50 percent of our clients are real estate um that's the world i came from it's actually getting smaller and smaller because now we're branching out in into other space, awesome. but I'm still pretty, pretty tight, tight to the real estate space because that's what I've done for my entire life. Yeah. And I guess when you think back on, well, how long was it in your real estate? Like since you were 22, so probably what, 30 years or so almost? Yeah. Over 30 years in, in real estate and 
I, I remember as a, a single agent almost getting divorced because I was never there. So there was a pinnacle moment in time realizing, okay, I have to do something different. Yeah. Started to build out the team, got to the next level where, you know, we still had all the success and I realized that wasn't fulfilled. And yeah. that's when I, 23 and a half years selling, I left that and went into leadership and we opened the offices and then became successful number one in Canada three years in a row doing that and then again that feeling was coming where it's just like okay it's for me it was like what's next yeah did it check yeah what's next and and this is my journey and, and I see a lot of people doing it and I think over the years I learned Chris in real estate and, and personal development that you, you if you feel it there's something inside of you that's calling or telling you this is the direction you should go you, you either you either follow it or you suppress it mm. and you can suppress it for a period of time, but eventually it's going to eat you up and it shows up in happiness in a lot of cases. And I just wasn't happy as much anymore. I never, I don't like that feeling. I don't live in it too long, but when it happens, I know something's got to change. And, and then I just have that faith that, okay, I'm going to figure it out. Mm. Awesome. And I guess, um, so you've been able to branch out now into working with with less real estate agents. We still focus on real estate agents, but also looking at a whole lot of other businesses. If you like, for me, I'm I work in real estate. I met you in in real estate in Toronto, Jamie. Um, it was a great experience for me to be able to meet all these amazing agents while I was over in Toronto working with Keller Williams and, and with other businesses. Um, but I, I just I wonder when you when you've sort of you know that experience you deal with salespeople outside of um outside of real estate is there something that a real estate agent does that you notice that's just natural for a real estate agent that you don't see so much when in salespeople or business owners outside of that industry well real estate agents are a unique breed <laughs> that's for sure um they are all encompassing they're very independent they don't like a boss. They want that freedom of being their own boss. And, and that's that freedom sometimes that also is their ceiling. Mm. And it's that second set of eyes. It's having a coach that's going to be with you to help you, you know, navigate the waters. Um, a lot of times, you know, people get very successful. Ego kicks in. They don't think they need the support. And you hit that glass ceiling, right? It just it happens with everybody. And when they see that and they start to feel it, that's when they start to ask different people in the company, what are you doing? Who's helping you? Um, I, I generally find I was blessed in life. I had coaching eight, seven, eight months in real estate. I, I knew I needed coaching mm. and I had a great mentor and I, my mentor said, you need a coach. So I just followed it. I didn't actually think about it. I just did it. Yeah. And, and blessed by that because over the years at different times in my life, I've had up to four or five coaches for mm -hmm. all areas of life, not just business. So I've always encompassed this philosophy. And, and I, I think with real estate agents, they are very successful. They are business owners, like most owners that run companies, um, th that entrepreneurial spirit, they're just going to go do it. But a coach is going to help you, from a bird's eye view to help you get where you want to go faster. So you don't have to put in all that time and energy. Yeah. And I think interesting for me, having grown up in Brisbane, when I got to Toronto, it seemed like everyone was working with a coach. Everyone was talking about coaching. 
maybe it was just something that I was reading about and it felt like everyone was talking about coaching. But especially with Keller Williams, everyone was focused on personal development. There were coaches inside the business. People were talking about all these different things and everyone seemed like they were getting assistance. Um, so it, it almost, for me to come back to Australia now, like I know that there are business people who work with coaches, but I'll meet less people in my daily life who are working with a coach than what I did when I was in Toronto. And I, I think like generally in Australia, we're a little bit behind what's what's happening in, in other parts of the world. But I think the cool thing about me having worked in real estate in Toronto with some high achievers, I, I almost got to see the future a little bit. Um, and that's that really is um, agents and business owners having an opportunity to work with people like yourselves to make sure they keep growing their business in the right way. And, and also, I think if, you, if you're if you in a business, you can see everyone else around you and you can see what they're achieving. But if you are dealing with someone who's, who's working with a whole lot of business owners or salespeople who are operating at a very high level, you as the coaches get this um, opportunity to see inside the minds of so many other people and be able to see how the thinking of one person doesn't really align with the thinking of another person. And it's easy to see the tweaks that could be made. to just go, oh, I, I can hear the language that you're using right now. It doesn't quite sound like this person over here who's achieving really well. How, how about we consider some of these things to get you showing up in that way? For example, when you just meet someone who's supremely confident, you, you don't know what that's like until you've met someone like that who, who it feels like they just walk into a room. They're like, oh, I'm in this room and I can have, I can do whatever I want. I can have whatever I want. Anyone I speak to, they're going to like me and I'm going to get what I want. And you just, if you haven't met someone like that, you don't know that that's something that could exist. But when you start, if you're in a situation like yourselves, when you get to coach people like that, is it an experience where you go, hey, I've met people, I've coached people, I've seen business owners succeed these are these are the ways that they show up that if you just start making those steps it's almost guaranteed that you're going to be on that journey as well is that is that something that becomes really clear for you in the work that you do i would say there's a willingness there's definitely a difference with some people in terms of a willingness to do the work and to fight against it and then it's action like as yeah. much what something that we focus on i don't know if i brought that up here but it's called the be do have method yeah and the first thing is really who do you want to be who are you embodying what are you showing up as what are your skills like how's your attitude in the situation and your behavior mm. and then it's okay what do you want to do but if we skip that first piece that's where you're going to see the differences of those two types of people you just described mm. interesting and you so know, yesterday's chris i had a conversation yesterday with an olympian um paralympian yeah and just hearing the mindset of somebody who made a decision that wanted to be in the Olympics and one of the best in the world at that, at her, at her sport. Yeah. And when she was first stepping into that space, um, she, she said she was having this conversation with herself and she was practicing and she was putting herself down and right beside her, there was a previous medalist heard what she was saying. And literally tapped her on the shoulder and said, I never want to hear that again. You never uh -huh. talk to yourself that way. And if you are, get out because we don't want that around us. Yeah, and right. it was that, that moment in time where you, as she said, it, I could feel it as if I was there. 
And it's that champion mindset and, yeah. and having that willingness to just whatever it takes. And it starts here. It just mm-hmm. starts with the six inches of real estate between our, our ears. And, and for a lot of people, myself, I led this journey because I, my parents raised me, they loved me, they give me everything they had, but they can only give what they have. So I had to develop a lot of things over time, just like Jacqueline, like we've impressed the ideas upon her and yet <laughs> still messed it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, and now we just realize, okay, if we're having this self-talk and it's negative, how's that impacting our results? Mm. So what coaching does, and I pick up on it, Jacqueline picks up on it. We will help people, first of all, help them start talking different to themselves. Mm-hmm. And as you do that, you build your belief. And Chris, I know in Toronto, you surround yourself with some very successful people. Mm. And there was no option, right? Like they just constantly, they would never talk down to themselves. They always mm. were looking forward. They were always striving to, to become the best in what they did. Mm. And, and that's, I think, the willingness and the awareness around what do you want? What do you want for yourself? Do you have crystal clear clarity of exactly what it is you want to achieve? Mm. And when you do, and now the goal is if you believe it, we help you with belief. And then you have to step into doing the things as if you've already achieved the goal. That's the be do have process. You live from the goal. We don't live to the goal. Mm. And do you find these people who come in and they're, they're wanting to, they know that they're not quite happy. They know they're wanting to achieve more. Is it, obvious for a a good portion of people that they're just not really clear about what they want (laughs) i I hated i yeah that's a good one because even when i started in this journey jamie used to ask me that obviously because you need to figure that out that's a huge part of what we do because the majority of people don't know and i couldn't answer that question for a long time it used to be like you can almost feel resistance if you're not clear on how to answer that So a massive chunk of what we do is let's get crystal clear on where you actually want to go because the average person doesn't really know. They might know one step ahead, but what's after that? Like, what's your three-year plan, potentially your five-year plan? Like, that's a really hard question for a lot of people to answer. Awesome. And, you know, Chris, you've probably experienced this. So most people don't have an idea of what they truly want. And Mm. a question that I always ask everybody is if time and money was not an option, how would you be spending your days? Yeah, because we get caught up in that time and we get caught up in the money and we're surviving. If that wasn't an issue and we could use our imagination today, just close our eyes and just pretend like a kid, what would you do? And if you didn't know, well, then we can easily get there by figuring out what don't you like? What Mm -hmm. wouldn't you do? What don't you want? Mm -hmm. Because the opposite of what you don't want will lead you down a path of helping you get clarity of what you want. Yeah. And it's, it's a progression. Oh gosh. Like it's, it's always a progression. Like we're Jacqueline and I are always talking about the next step. You know, we set a vision today, three, four months from now, the vision changes because we've grown. We've, we're becoming more, we're seeing more. Mm. So that growth, that vision just keeps growing in front of us. Yeah. I think the, sorry, go on. Just to add to that, there does need to be that like willingness to pivot too. If something's not working, how can we change directions to get to that next step faster? And that's a massive component in that process. Yeah. It's, um, I think it's interesting too. I, I know that you, you meet a lot of people who they're in a situation, they're happy with the situation, 
everything's working out for them in their life. They know it's not quite the thing, but it would be really difficult to make changes. So let's just keep doing it. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think that's pretty high proportion of people that that's, that's how they're living and, and that's completely fine. But I guess for, for both of you, you've been in situations where things were good. Things just could have been better. And then you decided you were going to make those changes. And it sounds like the people that you work with, they're doing well. They're just like, I, I want, I'm, this is good. This is 80% good. I'm just not happy with less than 100%. How can you give me the extra 20? Like, and yeah. I guess, and then I think the next thing is if for, for maybe both of you, and I'd be interested to hear um, the environments that you've put yourself in where you're surrounding yourself with people who think in that way. And when you talk about the, the average of the five people that you, you hang around with and the, the average that you become, when you start hanging out with people who are all really clear on their vision, show up and work really hard every day, almost you, you don't want to be below average like so how, how is it that you've been able to develop communities as well as as part of this business to be able to help people have that I'll go on this one first and I think we'll probably have a little bit of different answers just different generations too like I'm in my 30s right now so when I got into this industry I really struggled with that question and building that space because it's so true. If you're not surrounding yourself with people that are also interested in that realm and at a certain level and aware, it's um, it's going to affect you. So it's I think it starts one step at a time. But a lot of what we did was building out the community ourselves. Like we do have a few different coaching options where it's a group based so that you mm -hmm. are getting around people that are thinking like this because it's not the like you said, right? It's not the average person. It's mm. someone that's willing and wanting to, yeah, I'm at 80. I want to be at a hundred, but a lot of people are comfortable and that's totally fine. Mm. But how can we surround ourselves with the people that are pushing for something more? Mm. And we're literally feeling now we're attracting it to us. So as we're getting clearer on what we want and we keep making decisions, okay, we're going to step out of our comfort zone. And, and the reason there's a reason it's called comfort because it's just what is the norm. It's what you know. Yeah. Whether it's good or bad, you know it. And you know what? I'm going to, it's okay. I don't want to push the envelope. And for me, that isn't satisfactory. It's not acceptable. So now we're pushing ourselves to get outside of the space. And, and now we're getting opportunities to meet Olympians like within two weeks. Like that's how fast this happens. Mm -hmm. You make some decisions. We're on this podcast, Chris. We made a decision. We wanted to expand our reach. Yeah. We have a marketing coach. She suggested to us, okay, one of the best ways to do it is branch out and start to talk to people in their communities through podcasts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I did the post, you reach out to me. That's an example how when you know what you want, you just have to tell the world, tell the universe, and yeah. it starts to be attracted to you. I was on the call today with a gentleman from Africa who has a podcast. And he said, yeah, I've just made a decision. I want to do this. And I said, well, we made a decision that we wanted to do this. And now you have like-minded people showing yeah. up halfway around the world. Yeah. And like, that's fun. Like, yeah. that's just, when you realize it's magic, when you get clear on what you want, it's now it just to see where this goes. And that's how we try to inspire our clients too. Don't be attached to what was in the past, that comfort stone. You can always go back to it. Yeah. But for fun, let's just play this game and see how far we can take this. Yeah. And I love the way that you said earlier, Jamie, um, just magical situation. You do exactly what you want with your time. That's what you're doing. And I think the you 
you think of all these different ways and all these different uh, possibilities and why it is you'd be doing certain things with your life. But I think the really simple question that a lot of people struggle to answer is what do you actually want to be doing with your time if, if you had all the time in the world? And it, it could be that the first thing they can't think of is just, oh, it's pleasure. I'm traveling or something like that. I'm traveling. I'm eating nice foods. That's, and that's amazing. And I think the the next thing is you you actually have to learn what it is that lights you up that you want to spend all of your time doing. And that's something that you probably need to experiment with as well. And, and that, that for some people might even be part of the first step. But I think that just being able to have someone ask you that question and you just go, look, just imagine next year, you've got all the money that you need. What are you doing with yourself to help you grow over the next year? What What is it? And I I think it's interesting. A lot of people might not be able to answer that question easily to know with clarity, that's what's going to help me grow and and allow me to do exactly what I want with my time. So, but I think it's a a great uh, way for you to position it and say that you've got to, like a a mate of mine said to me, I said, he said, oh, let's catch up for lunch. I can't make today. He's like, oh, that's fine. Life is long. And I was like, life is long. That's a, quite a nice saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was just an easy, really easy thing to remember. Like we can catch up another time. But it is like we've got potentially 50 years ahead where you could be doing exactly you want what you want with your time, with exactly the people that you want to hang out with. And I guess the cool thing that you allow people to do is um, get really clear on who it is they want to be spending their time with and how it is they're going to be doing the actions to help them achieve the vision that they, you've helped them create for themselves. So that's amazing. Yeah, we have different perspective. Jacqueline's in her 30s and I'm in my late 50s now. And I'll be straight up with you, Chris. Last year, my wife was diagnosed with breast cancer. Mm-hmm. And thank God everything's good. The journey mentally and emotionally that we went through, and everybody knows somebody. So this this is this touches, I think, pretty much everybody in the world. The clarity that came out of that is time is of the essence. Mm. We think we have a long time. When I was in my 20s and 30s, I would follow up with potential clients forever and say, Don't worry, I've got a long life ahead of me. Well, I'm closer to the end of the runway. I'm going to be 120, so I'm getting closer, but I'm at the closer to the end of the runway to Jacqueline. Yeah. And and now we live with this philosophy, time is of the essence. So my mm-hmm. wife and I aren't making, we're not delaying. We decided last year we're escaping winter in Canada. We mm-hmm. don't like winter, we're out. And you know what? When you decide to live life that way, urgency kicks in. Yeah. And I think that's the spark that we can bring as coaches and other coaches in the world. Chris, you do it with your clients, right? Urgency. If we can bring urgency to our life and decisions we make, we get into movement and now we start to progress to doing what we want to do. Mm. And, and that's the journey for us right now. Like we, you don't have time to wait life. We don't know how long we have and God bless all of us. We lived to 120. Yeah. But I'm not going to have regrets and, and I'm not going to live for somebody else. I'm clear on my life. And I think one of the biggest joys I have is helping somebody get that clarity, sparking mm. that vision in their eyes and you can see it where sometimes people get so emotional because they're just, they've never thought about this before. Mm -hmm. And we provide that space where they can be safe. 
and now live in that and start to let that materialize and live in those feelings and start to dream like a kid like best examples are kids look at a six seven year old and ask them what they want for life boy they'll give you a list of things yeah <laughs> oh i think that so the, why don't we do that yeah and i think that the interesting thing with the with dealing with a kid is that generally they can say whatever it is that they think they want and they have no expectations that they won't achieve it like, that's right i'm gonna be an astronaut of course i'm gonna be an astronaut like <laughs> what else would i do yeah <laughs> yes whereas you, you as adults we sort of get beaten down we have a few things that work out for us and we're like oh well maybe i can't do that I'm like well is that true and that's such a big component of it it's helping people like with even with jamie just shared there that story with my mom as well but it's just reminding you like what's important in your life and what's going to give you the purpose and fulfillment, whether that's in your business. Some people honestly even come for like their life to execute certain areas better. But it's just tying back to like, why am I doing this in the first place? Yeah. And I think so. So when someone comes to you, um, get clear on the vision, is the why also a big part then? Or how does that, how does yeah. that play out? Go ahead, Jacqueline. <laughs> I'll let you answer that from your perspective. I guess that question for, from what I've seen for the average person is very challenging to answer and you don't want it to stop you taking action. So it's always just learning to live your life in a stance that like, what's important to me about this. And sometimes asking that question multiple times until you can connect a feeling to the reason why you want to take this action. Mm -hmm. It's almost just a feeling like, what am I, so that's going to get you through the bad days of taking that action forward because we're all going to run into it. So it's helping us build that momentum piece for when stuff hits the fan a little bit because it's bound to happen nothing's going to be executed perfectly so how can we connect back to our reason and our feeling and our motivator behind it to continue anyways awesome and i find chris when we're really connected to why we want something why we're doing it that that allows us to not stop that allows us to continue in persistence to be consistent in what we're going to do. We're not going to let somebody that says no to us stop us. We're not mm -hmm. going to let somebody that says, oh, you can't do it. You're too short. That's what I got playing hockey. You're too short. And I let people sell me on that. Yeah, yeah. Reality was I wasn't good enough, but I gave up before I got to that next level. And, and I still remember that. And knowing that I let somebody else take my dream away from me, uh, that's not right. And, and you know what, we've all had experiences like that. So as you mentioned earlier, surrounding yourself with people that are going to be the wind under your wings to help you flourish is so, so important. And your why is really the key piece. And it evolves, and, but we all have to figure out what it is today and then we can build on it. Mm. And people come to you, they've been high achievers, they've... They're looking to get a bit more clarity, potentially. They definitely want to achieve more goals. They look at the vision. They look at the why. How do they then turn that into action now that they know that, that you've also developed this, this feeling of urgency, knowing that they need to take action now? How, how do they know they're doing the right thing? So that be, do, have method. The being is really that clarity, that vision, that why. The doing is how am I building habits and strategies now? where it's a consistent plan of action. So I know my milestones next, I know what steps I need to take in that progress. And that's really where coaching also comes in, where you're getting accountability 
to actually stick to the stuff you say you're going to do. Because as humans, if we don't have that support system around us, a coach is going to help you get there, especially mm-hmm. when you feel like you don't have support in other areas of your life. Awesome. Yeah. yeah so developing those key, those, those key metrics, right? So if you have a goal, let's break it down, take a year goal, break it down into a quarter. What are three key metrics that you want to work on? What are some tasks within each of those ideas? And then we just start checking them off. Now we get in action. Now we have mm. accountability. Mm. Now you have to get to work. Yeah. And when you do that, it just starts. You, you just can't help it. You yeah. can't help move forward when you know what you want, why you want it. Yeah. There's a there's a book, Relentless, by Tim Grover, that I know a lot of the crew uh, over in Toronto have really enjoyed, and I certainly enjoyed it. And one of the big points that, that comes out of that book for me is just, a, he, I think he says something along the lines of, a cleaner's favorite words are done and next. And that's, and that's it. It's just like, give me the checklist. Let's tick the boxes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, I, but also knowing that you're really clear on you're doing the right things to help you achieve yeah. exactly what it is you want. Yeah. Yeah. Jacqueline's great with lists. Like done, done, done. And I get in action. Yeah. So our personalities are a little bit different. Like I'll just jump into action without yeah. the list. Yeah. 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 So like, but then I look back and I have all these projects on the go. So it's a combination of both. And that's why the, the goal process that we've worked on and work with our people with is just really helping them um, on one sheet of paper. You can plan it out and call it the napkin exercise. Yeah. Have your goal, have your vision, break it down into three key areas you want to focus on and now what are tasks within each of those. So you can write that out on a four by six napkin and there you go. There's your there's your business plan. Mm. Jamie, I, I also... Of... Sorry, go on. Go ahead, go ahead. I said, Jamie, I also really like shiny red balls. Like I, I just jumped <laughs> into... I was just like, oh, oh yeah. look, another thing. <laughs> yeah, so I can appreciate that. And I'll, I'll just get started on things like, oh... I'm not meant to be doing this. I did, that was just seemed very exciting for the time. <laughs> it drives me nuts, guys. <laughs> yeah, Jackie, she gets hives when she hears what I do. <laughs> uh, Sorry, Jack, when I cut yeah. in. It's okay. I was just going to say that's really a key focus, though, is helping also people get, okay, what is it we want? And then how do we simplify it? Because when stuff's super overcomplicated, um, I know some other coaching companies, it's like super detailed outline plans. How consistent are you going to be with that? Simple is yeah. easiest at, yeah, at the yeah. end of the day. So let's make it simple so that they're also getting framework to do this themselves. Yeah. I think the, the other interesting thing is people, people having, it could be any activity, but it's, let's say... You get up every day, you tie your shoelaces. Eventually, you tie your shoelaces every day. It's not a big deal. Maybe you end up with shoes, you don't need shoelaces, whatever, it doesn't matter. But you do a little activity and it could be 10 sales calls or something like that. And then you do that every day for every day for a year. You know that you can, you've built that habit. You can sort of flex that muscle. It's, it's easy to do. Every day, you just, you get out of bed, you do it. But it's almost until you, you've developed a habit like that, you you may even have the belief that you, you're not good at habits. You're not good at showing up every day to do the work. And I, I guess, is that what you find like people who come to you? And I know this is something for me. If I have, if I have a boss, like when I worked at Zucasa, I my boss said, you speak to a hundred people every day. And I went, oh, okay. Yeah, that's, it was $700 on Mojo. 
And it was like, oh, right, this is just what I do. I, did, I didn't know it wasn't it was weird. Like I, I got the chance to speak to a couple of guys who did that. And I was like, oh, this is just what everyone does. Like, it's not a, all right, this is how real estate is. And then I realized that that was a reasonably high level of activity. And then when I was doing it on my own, I couldn't hold myself accountable to do it. I just couldn't easily do it. Even though if I was in a job and my boss said, this is just what you do every day. I was like, oh, okay, that's what I do. So that's where a coach steps in and goes, mate, like, you know, you can do the work if, but all you need to do, we need to make sure that we set up a system where you, you do it. And I tell you at the end of the week, hey, you haven't, you haven't done what you said you were going to do. Um, that's not going to work out for you. If you told me your goal and your reason for your goal, um, like where, where do you want to fix this next week kind of thing? So I think having yeah. that, like, I certainly appreciate having, um, learned a little bit about coaching, had some coaching, have access to people who who you've been really open with and they know exactly what you want, why you want it and how you're going to get there. If you have, if you come to the end of, or to your next check-in and you haven't done what you said you're going to do, it's really clear when you have to show up and tell someone that's not just you, oh, oh yeah, I didn't do that. I didn't eat healthy this week. You know, I, I went to KFC three nights of the week because I felt that I could feel like, well, you had a weight loss goal. What what what's going on here? Do you know? Yeah. Do you do you find um that there are times along the way when people slip where they they just say, I, I really need you to help me get back on track? I slip every week, personally. Yeah. yeah. So I think it's just normal and natural. Yeah, uh, I think there's very few people in the world that bang it out every single week of their life, every mm. single day. Like life happens. Um, so when we, if we can get to a point where we're hitting what we wanted to get done, eighty percent of the time, you do whatever you've planned out. Eighty percent of the time, you're going to get results that yeah. are basically eighty percent of what you want. Yeah. And now to go from eighty to hundred, or it's just some fine tunes fine-tuning but like you said chris that habit if it's not there how are we going to build on it if we haven't created that base foundational habit yet mm. so when we can get a base and then we can build on it then that's something that sometimes quite often is all it takes i had a real estate client last year they hit all their goals by the end of september or no by the end of august so they were like you know what we're good and they were literally mentally shut off, shut off, and they were just going to roll out the rest of the year. And that was their habit. Mm -hmm. So what we implemented was this idea for fun. I always like this. Let's just do it for fun. Because if this isn't fun, then it's going to be a grind for most of us, right? So let's mm -hmm. for fun. Let's just see what would happen if we did this. There's two, two of them on the team, and they committed to three calls a day. It's not a lot. Yeah, right. <laughs> three calls a day. Three sales calls. And they, three sales calls a day. They And they're to their database. Yep. That's all they did. Yep. They had their best quarter in their career. Holy. Yep. 300K in production, in income. By three calls a day, they got into massive action because it just initiated and ignited all this excitement. It, they ended up doing more than three. They were, both of them were basically doing six a day. They were doubling it. They doubled down as they got excited and were moving on it. But they basically created this mo huge momentum. And that just carries over into the next quarter, right? And rolled into the beginning of this year. Mm. 
So instead like of three calls a day. Yeah, yeah. Like, so instead of saying oh, I'm on holidays from from the end of August till till December, they just said, "All right, well, uh, every day I need to at least show up and do three calls." And then we're like, "Oh, we're actually getting results off three three calls. Maybe we should do more." <laughs> and that's well, a they, big they, thing they, of it, though. Telling me. <laughs> So helping people, helping people see where they can build the momentum. Like as much as a hundred a day, when you said that, I was like, that sounds freaking amazing, but let's get people started so that there's consistency. And then when they're getting up to that number, they're also consistent at that spot. Mm. Some people aim super crazy, like wanting to start tomorrow. But if you're not building that momentum up, what's the longevity of that habit? Yeah. And I guess when I say a hundred, that was just straight cold calls. They're not people from the database. They're just people. Yeah hopefully become database but yeah if you're speaking to if you i think the other thing is if you're only making three calls in a day and you told yourself you're only going to make three calls you don't waste your calls you speak to the right people every day who you know are the right people to speak to because you want the three calls to actually go somewhere if you know you're going to make 50 calls you might some of those calls might not be all the all the right calls you need to have yeah. like made the right calls first to make sure that you got what you wanted for the day and then sort of do the rest. But yeah, if you, if you only doing three, then maybe just do the three exactly perfect calls. That's so insightful, Chris, because what they were doing is they were connecting with their people. So they were mm. actually having conversations. Uh, I did a lot of cold calls. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I used to burn through that. I, I've done that. Yeah. Years of it they were connecting with their people. So when you connect with somebody, that's like going out for dinner. Yeah, you know, yeah. you're out for dinner with your friends. You're there for a couple hours. You're talking about everything. Mm. And as you do that, now you're connected. Real estate's a byproduct. Business is a byproduct of the human connection. Mm. And that's what I think allowed them to get into this space where they knew they built their business on referrals. So they had this fundamental belief that referrals always come to them. Yep. And then all they had to do was just connect with three people they already knew. Mm -hmm. And they just got into, there was no pressure. They were yep. in the flow. They were just connecting. They were just listening. There was no sales happening yeah. to anybody. Yeah. Yet it just came through and it all came back to them. So yeah, what you just shared is so powerful because you were present mm. for those calls. Yeah. It's interesting. There's a book that I've come back to a couple of times called The Go-Giver. And it's just a little Bob Berg story that basically trains the habits of what a good salesperson should do. And I just remember a certain section where they talk about this guy who works in his office, looks like a uni professor, wears a tweed jacket, has these really long rambling sales calls with people. And he is the connector. But that's what he does. He just connects with people, puts them in touch with the right people and business gets done. And he, he does this for fun. So yes, yeah, like like you say, Jamie, like these are three sales calls, but they're not rushed. Hey, do you want to sell? No. Yeah. Okay, we're done. I don't Click. need to talk to you. That's next. not next. Yeah. Yeah. That's not the conversation <laughs> they're having. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was very powerful for them. Very powerful to experience that and knowing that they were going to quit on the year and then had that success. Like that's life changing. And that's yeah. what we love to do is we love to help people have that transformation in their business mm. and they own it. Like I always give credit to our clients because they did the work. Yeah. Our job is just to see maybe a little bit further down the road than where they are, help them navigate the waters and help them stay in their lane. 
And, mm. and most people are very accountable to themselves. You've got to be accountable to yourself. Mm. And, and like you said, Chris, when you're on, when you're in a, an employment role, most salespeople in jobs, they do what they have to do. They do those sales calls. They do that lead generation, those business development calls because they have to, it's their job. Mm. You get into independence, whether it's real estate, insurance, financial planners, they have more independence, autonomy, yeah. and therefore maybe they don't do that. So that's why coaching is so important. Mentoring is so important. Yeah. It helps provide that that um, accountability system for you. Yeah. I think the the interesting thing too, I, I'd actually, I started in Toronto in financial planning. So I sold mutual funds and insurance with investors group and same thing. Oh, you're going to make your sales calls. You're going to do your, your conversations. Had, had the people who ran that business met the people who ran Keller Williams and met the agents and seen how much more work they do than the financial planners, all of these financial planners would have been making more money because they would better understand the systems to find the numbers, to make the calls, to have an understanding of what's a good number of sales calls per day, to be around people making a different level of money. Suddenly, again, just to live up to the average, people would have been achieving differently. And I was in a high-performing office, but it was not, I wasn't around people who were as high-performing as the people I was around when I switched to Keller Williams. Uh, who were doing a, a lot more work. So it's interesting, again, being able to be in these communities with people to see high achievers, to see what a high achiever is able to do on a daily basis and how productive they can be and what they, and, and even if it comes to Jamie, um, knowing that that high achiever may have done a whole lot of things during the day to tick some of the boxes and then they can slow down on calls with clients to just connect knowing that somewhere in the future that connection is going to pay dividends. There's high, high producers in every office, every industry. Yeah. So if anybody's listening to this that isn't a high producer yet, those high producers need to be your best friend. Agreed. And yeah. when I got into real estate, one of the first things I did is I looked at a top agent in the area, different company, and I called them up and I took them out for lunch. Awesome. And he was like, yeah, no problem. Yeah. And I've come to experience that most people that have great success want to pay it forward. Yeah. If somebody doesn't, you know what? That's okay. There's lots of others that will. And, and that's sort of where I am at this point is about this legacy, about this opportunity to help people save time. Let's get to where you want to go now. If you could take the next 10 years and all in and create anything you wanted and then take the rest of your life off, create enough wealth where you can create passive income from it mm -hmm. and live life, travel, like do whatever you need to do. Wouldn't mm -hmm. that be an interesting opportunity? Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't have to be what I was sold, which was, you know, work for 45 years. Yeah. That's all. That's not, Jacqueline's not doing that. <laughs> yeah. So Jacqueline, I take it, Jamie sold you on this idea. 10, ten year plan. <laughs> I think my, with the age, obviously differences here, my space right now is definitely what, what, am, what's fulfilling me that's the zone I'm in at the moment in my life. Yeah. It's just, I do something if it feels good. Yeah. Just so many years in a space where it didn't, yeah. I'm hyper focused on that. Like what, what feels good in this and what can I keep doing that's aligned? Awesome. And I guess if we think about the next 10 years, 
what is it that you guys are focused on? Who is it that you're working with? What sort of goals are, is it exciting for you to help them achieve? Paint me the picture. It's getting out there to as many people as possible. We're from Canada. I'm now based in the States in California. And it's really just let's help as many people and get this out here. Because then you start off and there's your sphere of influence, of course, and the people that we know that we're helping. And it's just how do we continue to grow to reach as many people as possible? And we do have different programs and options. So depending on people where they're at in their careers, there's different opportunities available. And for me, anyways, I'll let, I'll let Jamie talk on that, but it's definitely just creating a ripple effect of positive change globally. Let me, I'd like to read their, our mission statement. And I encourage everybody to do this, to take the time and create a mission statement for yourself because it will connect you to what you want and why you want it. And our mission statement is to inspire and empower millions of people around the world to have the courage to be the best they can be, follow their dreams and live the best life. And with technology today, like Chris, you're in Australia, I'm in Toronto, Jacqueline's in San Diego. Like the world has gotten really small and I think we've pivoted a lot in the last two years. Yeah. And the vision of, you know, millions of people, like, I don't know who's going to be listening to this that could be impacted to think different mm. and pick up a book and read a book. And that's an impact that I know is happening, irregardless of us knowing about it. So we're going to continue to build our business. Hundreds of people right now as clients, and we're going to have thousands of clients over the next couple of years. Mm. But I know it's the ripple effect of one person talks to another person, one person changes their thinking. And we don't ever will know about all of those opportunities. But I just know if we stay on our path, we're having this massive worldwide impact. Fantastic. All right. Well, we've been on for about an hour now. How is there anything else you'd like to cover off on um, before we wrap up? I think just leaving anyone that's listening today with the inspiration to follow what you're passionate about, what feels good for you. And if something doesn't, you have a choice to pivot. Mm. I think, you know, as humans, we can get so stuck in consistency and routine sometimes that we, we turn off that piece of ourselves that really brings in the joy. So if there's any spark, start to tap into that because you can really create a life that you're fulfilled and happy with. Fantastic. And simply for me to add on to that is follow the feeling. If you have a feeling inside, there's something else, there's more. That's all you need to get started. Just feel it. You have everything you need for that next step, whatever that is, and just and do it. Regardless of what you might think is possible, it doesn't matter. Just start and surround yourself with people that are going to support you. Mm, fantastic. Where can people find you? Our website, bedohabemovement.com, we actually have a, a quiz there. So we always talk about where do you want to go? What does that look like? And that first step is really understanding who you are now. So there's a self-discovery quiz completely free on there. You can check it out. And then Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, YouTube, the Movement. Fantastic. Awesome. Well, guys, it was certainly a pleasure to be able to catch up with you. Jack and I didn't had a chance to speak with you uh, previously, but I was expecting a lot because I know your dad pretty well uh, because of Toronto. So um, that, it certainly, I lived up. That certainly lived up to expectations. So that was great. Thank you. Thanks, so, Chris. It was so much fun. Fantastic. Well, I hope you enjoy the rest of your day and uh, I look forward to speaking to you soon. Cheers. Sounds good. Thank you.